Welcome to Bible Platform, a half-hour radio broadcast ministry with Reverend Hansen Metal, the General Overseer of Christian Worship Center. Stay tuned and you will be blessed. Praise God and welcome to Bible Platform. Today, I just want us to look at the spiritual family. We have been looking at the natural family for this long, and today I want us to look at the spiritual family. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you should know that you are basically involved with two families, and Jesus Christ paid adequate attention to both families. But there was something peculiar that happened, and the comment that Jesus made that sometimes we take out of context. Interpret it in a way that makes it look like there is no real connection between the natural family and the spiritual family. So, I want to dilate or expound further on this very important topic. Where do we draw the line when it comes to our natural family and our spiritual family? And I want to read from the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 12, from the verses number 46 to 50. But before I do that, let's say a word of prayer. Father, we thank you. It's such a great privilege, a joy, to have the Holy Bible to guide us in our walk in this life. Let your Holy Spirit throw light on the topic that we are discussing today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So we're trying to look today at the issue of the commonality between the natural family and our spiritual family. As I said from the beginning, there are those who have the understanding that the natural family does not really have anything in common with the spiritual family. So it gets to a point where we think it's all about our spiritual family. There have been situations where wives have left their husbands, gone on prayer retreats. That was when everything was going normal before COVID came in. Without due regard to the consequences of taking such a step without the due endorsement of one's spouse. Now, one of the most abused scriptures is what I quoted and the most misinterpreted. And here, I want to read that scripture, Matthew 12, 46 to 50. While he was still speaking to the people, behold, his mother and his brothers stood outside asking to speak to him. But he replied to the man who told him, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? And stretching out his hand towards his disciples, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and my sister and my mother. Now, we have to look at this scripture in the context of what was happening. What was Jesus doing? And what was the demand that was coming from his mother and his siblings? That Jesus was ministering. His primary goal for coming on earth was the redemption of souls. Jesus was very conscious of the likely conflict between his spiritual assignment and his commitment to his natural family. And if you study the scripture carefully, there is no way you can come to the conclusion that Jesus Christ never cared for his natural family. Jesus was with his mother in John chapter 2 at the wedding. That was not a spiritual activity in rare terms 
to the extent that when his mother asked him to give them a miracle, the couple a miracle, because the wine was finished. Even though initially he, he was like, my time is not up. Eventually, he really gave in to that call for him to do something. Now, if you look at what happened at the foot of the cross. Now, we saw the mother standing there and the beloved disciple. And Jesus did not ignore his mother. Putting it in context, let's say on his deathbed, Jesus Christ made sure that he has someone who would be available to take care of his mom. So he said to his disciple, behold your mom. In other words, I hand her over to you to take care of her. Now Jesus Christ came into the home of Peter and the Bible said Peter's mother-in-law was sick. And what did Jesus do? Jesus healed her. So Jesus paid enough attention to the natural family. Now if you look at some of the people that he, Jesus Christ healed, for instance, you can see that it was all family-related issues. Like the woman who came pleading for the life of her daughter in the book of Matthew. And Jesus said, the bread that I have is not something that is I can give away to just anybody. And the woman pleaded and pleaded. But at the end of the day, the woman made a statement that really caused Jesus to pay attention. Let me, let me read that scripture. Matthew chapter 15, 21, 28. And Jesus went away from there and withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and was crying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. I like something about this woman right from the beginning of this passage. She came to intercede for her sick child. She came to seek help for her sick child. And I just want to say to all of us that it is important and very necessary for us to pay attention to everyone in our families, especially when they are distressed and when they are suffering. We got to do what we got to do. Christians, we have to do what we have to do. Because this work with Christ is a work of selflessness. It's a work of looking out for each other's interest. And so we find this woman coming to Jesus and pleading and said, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. But he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and begged him, saying, Send her away, for she is crying out after us. In other words, she is disturbing. So, Lord Jesus, send her away. Now, Jesus turned to the woman. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered, It is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumb that fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed that instantly. She was healed instantly. So, what am I saying? There is no basis for saying that Jesus Christ did not care for the natural family. Jesus Christ cared for the natural family. In fact, one of his most treasured friends, as we see in the Gospel of John, chapter 11, was so connected to him that the entire family literally became friends of Jesus. Isn't that something to think about? The family of Lazarus, Mary, and Martha. Jesus was really, really a, a family kind of person. Now, going back to the scripture that I said is being misinterpreted and 
some will say, well, I don't have time. I'm doing God's work, so I can't have time for my family. Because Jesus said, my family is those who listen to the word of God and do it. Let me take that scripture again that I have said is being abused many times. Matthew 12, Matthew 12, 48 to 50. Then we'll put it in perspective. Matthew 12, 48 to 50. While he, that is Jesus, was still speaking to the people, behold, his mother and his brothers stood outside asking to speak to him. But he replied to the man who told him, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? And stretching out his hand towards his disciples, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. So here is the revelation. Now Jesus was preaching. And right in the middle of his ministry, here comes his mother and his brothers. And they were demanding to see him. In other words, they were asking him to stop preaching, to stop teaching, to stop doing what they knew. They should have known by that time that was the express will of God for Jesus. Now remember that at the age of 12, when the parents were looking for him and he was in the temple and they went and they were surprised and they were literally querying him for making them anxious because they had been looking for him. What was his reply? Jesus told them that, don't you know I should be about my father's business? So for the mother to repeat it and try to truncate his ministry, try to take him away from what he was supposed to do at that material moment, um, was not right. Was not right. And you see, there is a higher authority over parents. And that authority is God. And as long as at any material moment, remember the Bible says there is a time for everything. So God would not have us take time that we should spend with our spouses or our children or our whatever. God would not have us take that time and say we are doing something. We are so busy for God. So we cannot fulfill our obligations, whether it's our marital obligations or family obligations. Everything must be put in its proper perspective. So I see in this reply that Jesus gave to the man who told him that his mother and father were looking for him. Not as a, a rebuttal of family life or trying to degrade or put less importance on family life, but rather to put everything in its proper perspective. That you cannot create conflict between your responsibility as regard your natural family and that as regard is relative to your spiritual family. So if you are a worker in the vineyard of God, maybe bishop, maybe elder, maybe whatever, you have something doing in the house of God or in the kingdom of God, you have to make sure that your time is well divided between the roles that you have to play regarding your natural family and that of your spiritual family. So, Jesus made it clear to the man that, listen, when it comes to emphasis, real relationships, relationships that do not end on earth, my real brothers and sisters and mothers are those who are connected with me in the spirit. Because you see, the natural man will die and that will be the end. But the spirit man will not die. And so relationships that we forge in the spirit 
are deeper and more lasting than relationships that we have in the natural realm. So to try to present a picture that for the fact that you are my human relations, so you can just run into my relationship with my spiritual brethren and try to demean them literally, make them feel that they are not as important as you, is to make a very terrible mistake. Very, very terrible mistake. Because my spiritual family are as important as my natural family. You are listening to the Bible Platform with Reverend Hanson Metal. Don't go away. We will be right back. Tune in to the Bible Platform with Reverend Hanson Metal. This and every Tuesday from 5 a.m. to 5.30 a.m. on Sunny 88.7 FM and your life will never be the same again. God bless you. Welcome back. The message continued. It behoves on my natural family to get that understanding that as long as I have received Jesus as my Lord and personal Savior and understand my divine assignment and calling on this earth, my time should be properly or will be properly divided between these two roles. My role as a member of a natural family and my role as a member of God's family, the kingdom of God. When it comes to emphasis, the spiritual overrides the natural. But, having said that, for anyone not to use that as an excuse to abuse or to relegate our responsibility in terms of the natural, I want us to go to 1 Corinthians chapter number 7 and read from the first verse. Now Paul wrote to the church in Corinth and there were issues that he had to address. And at this point, Paul had to address the issue of marital relationship, which connects to us to what we are discussing, our responsibility when it comes to drawing a line between the spiritual family and the natural family. And here, for those who I have said, may use the excuse that Jesus said, my brothers and my mother are those who listen to the word of God, and so they ignore their responsibilities to their natural family. Let me get... Let me get you on track. Paul wrote, Now concerning the matters about which you wrote, it is good for a man not to have sexual relations with a woman. But because of the temptation to sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman her own husband. The husband should give his wife a conjugal rights and likewise the wife to her husband. So, each of us have responsibility, like I've said, to fulfill both to the kingdom of God and to our natural families. And Paul emphasizes this point regarding the natural family, that husbands have a responsibility and they should fulfill those responsibilities to their wives. Wives have responsibilities and they should fulfill those responsibilities to their husbands. So the argument that, okay, Jesus said that my brother or my brothers and my mother are those who listen to the word of God and do it so, well, I don't care about my natural family. It doesn't hold water. It doesn't hold water. 
it has no legs to stand on as far as the scripture is concerned. Let's look at verse 3. 1 Corinthians 7, 3. The husband should give to his wife her conjugal rights and likewise the wife to her husband. For the wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. Likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. Continues verse 5. Do not deprive one another, except perhaps by agreement for a limited time, that you may devote yourselves to prayer, but then come together again, so that Satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Now, the important point I want to make here is what Paul is talking about it's in verse 5. He said, do not deprive one another except for us by agreement, by agreement for a limited time. So, you see, we can't afford to do things haphazardly or emotionally without recourse to what the scripture teaches in terms of our obligation to our natural family. When it comes to fasting. This is what Paul is saying. He said that the wife has no authority over her body. So if your husband wants to have a relationship with you, you can't hold him captive by saying you are fasting 40 days. The Bible says that there must be mutual agreement. The husband likewise cannot do such a thing to his wife. There must be agreement. If you are a believer in Christ and you are going to undertake a spiritual obligation like a long fast or you need to discuss with your spouse because you have a responsibility to meet his or her needs. So if for a certain period you want to maybe give yourself to a time of fast and you think that within that time frame you may not be in a position to be available for your spouse. The Bible clearly says, Paul clearly tells the church, the believers, that it must be by mutual agreement. So many Christian marriages go through unnecessary crises because we do things in the name of God without coming into mutual agreement with our, with our spouses. We live very selfishly on our own tangent. And sometimes, and many times, we use the scriptures to cover up our, our mistakes. And, and in fact, we take these, those scriptures out of context. We interpret them to mean what we want them to mean. And uh, that is not good enough. That is not good enough. We don't live for ourselves alone. We live for each other. So Jesus regards the spiritual family as much as he regards the natural family. I want to encourage you, whatever the situation is, and whatever issues may have arisen regarding your relationship with family members because of your God or the things you do for God, you have to be careful not to drive them away from Christ by being overly spiritual and then taking these scriptures and just trying to justify an obvious mistake and saying, well, nobody matters to me more than God, so I'm going to go ahead and do what I got to do, even if it hurts other people. God doesn't want us to do that. Paul said, sometimes 
legitimate things he had to deny himself just for the sake of winning souls to Christ. He said, even if eating meat will offend somebody and close the door for him to minister to the person, eating meat is not a sin. But Paul says, if that will be a hindrance to someone, he would rather not eat that meat. That will create an opportunity for somebody to reject Christ. So, brethren and beloved ones, I want to leave you on this note today and to encourage you to be at peace with all men. Connect rightly to members of your family, your natural family, as much as to the spiritual family. But where you have to make a choice, because members of your natural family are bent on drawing you away from God, the decision is fixed and it is non-negotiable. You have to take a stand for Christ. And when it comes to that, the scripture applies. Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. No one, no one, no one should arrogate to himself or herself the right to take you away from the assignment that God has given to you. And under no circumstances should you use that assignment to demean your natural family or make them feel like they are candidates for hell, probably because they are not believers. It will take your love. It will take patience. It will take your prayer to let them see what you have seen. If you hate them, you drive them away from their faith. The only cord that can draw them is the cord of love. Love your family. Pay attention to them. Give them the love that Christ has put in your heart. Be diligent about the call of God on your life. Do not compromise. And do not turn your back on whatever God has placed in your hands to do. The timing is important. You should know when it's time for you to fulfill God's call. And you should know when it's time to pay attention to your natural family. I pray that all of us will walk in this truth. And the Lord being our helper, we will get there to the praise and glory of God. I'm your friend, Pastor Simeto, saying God bless you. I love you much. Stay blessed. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to Bible Platform. Tune in same time next week. God bless you. Your